Hello, welcome to episode 116 of the Sagineer podcast. I'm Mike Zatarski, editor-in-chief at Sagineer, joined by Koi Fan, deputy editor. Hi. And Paul Christensen, content director. Hello. Yeah, happy new year to you both and all listeners. Happy new year. It's like a week late at this point, but how's everyone doing? Not worse than usual. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing good. All right. Filled with eels. Filled with what? I had eel soup for breakfast. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. So today we begin with... Good ba- for you, <laughs> Today we begin with Banmi Banter, followed by our latest We Rate Stuff segment. And this time we're rating 2021. What a year. And then it's time for another round of This or That, in which we debate whether we prefer the Gregorian New Year, January 1st, or the Lunar New Year. And we're starting with banmi banter, where we go around the table and share one thing we can't stop bantering about over our banmi, uh, Koi. What are you bantering about? So um, I will banter about some communities that I have found on social media. And otherwise, I guess Reddit counts as a social media uh, that I really enjoy. Uh, they are plants identifying groups. Ah. Uh, I think I brought up this in conversation before but uh basically there are groups in which you can just take a picture of a random plan you come across on your walk or if you go on a trip or something you see some flower you could just mm. post a picture and then somebody will you know identify them for you and That's nice. come up with like scientific names and all the things of the things like that so i i found the reddit community first it's called Thing, what is this plant? Yeah. Um, and the Vietnamese community I recently found during lockdown. Uh, I can't remember the name, but I think it just plants in Vietnam. Uh, but they function in relatively same ways. Uh, but the funny thing is <laughs> the Reddit community has a bot uh, that basically, if anyone type the word eat or ingest or consume <laughs> or chew or bite or something, it will like shoot up an automatic message warning them, okay, do not follow advices <laughs> given in this subreddit to eat or anything because it might be poison and right, it will right, not right. be reliable or anything. Okay. But the members, <laughs> you know, being trolls that they are, just started abusing them. <laughs> Uh-huh. abusing the bot <laughs> so whenever like someone posts like a picture of uh like a palm or something they just type eat <laughs> to trigger the bot oh the internet <laughs> and and the the Vietnamese community doesn't have that because it's on facebook mm. but uh the weird thing is I, you can see the stark difference between the two communities, but the v- because the Vietnamese one, it just filled with people like just posting strange fruits and like, can I eat this? <laughs> 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 like every single fruit or mushroom yeah, uh, yeah. query comes with, can I eat this? <laughs> Obviously. That's and hilarious. somebody from Bentre or something will be like, oh yeah, we call this fruit uh, a pig's tits or something <laughs> in my home yeah we we cook it with soup all the time and so we're like oh i'm gonna eat it today <laughs> <laughs> all right that's awesome uh so yeah i i think the facebook one could use with a, a non-eating bot because some fruits are dangerous yeah <laughs> well that's nice at least people are it's kind of like the good and the bad of the internet and rolled into one people actually being helpful and then trolls we've talked about this that reddit community before Koi. i think you yeah. introduced it to me a long time ago and I noticed, I think it was yesterday, you in the corner of the office here, <laughs> hunched over a little bit with your phone in hand, taking a photo of our very um, neglected plant. Yeah. Um, Withering. Yeah. And you said you were going to try and find out what it is. Did you, have you done that? Well, let's live check. Oh. <laughs> so far, there has been no notification regarding that post. So. Oh. I am not very optimistic. I'm gonna it go has on that. four of votes and no comments. I'm going to go in there and ask if I can eat it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paul, what's your banter? Somewhat plant-related. Mm. 
my banter is about Kat Tien, the national forest. I spent a few days there over the Christmas holiday, and I'd been there maybe five or six years ago, um, but I was reminded of how wonderful it is. It's really, well, one, it's just great to get out of the city and get mm. to nature, um, and it's it's quite easy. It's quite convenient to get there. It's close, I and mean, it's a couple hours away, so you can easily go even for just a day just to experience nature. Uh, and I would say anybody in Saigon that hasn't been there, that should be on the top of your, you know, week free weekend. What should I do? Um, mm-hmm. Definitely accommodates all differing levels of exercise or mm-hmm. kind of um, how much you want to do. So if you like to hike and you, you know, physically pretty good able, shape, yeah, um, I would recommend hiking to the lake that's filled with endangered siamese crocodiles oh uh, lovely um and you can actually stay there overnight in like pretty rudimentary kind of shacks mm. huts it's mm. perfectly comfortable and, and quite enjoyable and see stars at night and when i did that last the first time a deer was on our roof in uh, the middle of the night a was, roof how yeah. do you know it was a deer uh well we didn't at the time we just heard like this loud banging and then the next morning ask the people that run the like area and they're like oh yeah that's probably a deer uh-huh. interesting nice. um also have you been there before koi no i've I've seen pictures have you i have not been in 10 years here i've not, never been well i'm gonna make a bold claim then i saw more butterflies in one day than you've seen in your entire life that's hmm. probably true i don't know i've seen a lot i've oh well, it was a few years ago when i was cycling up north it was like I don't know, some butterfly migrating season, I guess. And just all day, every uh, yeah, day, they yeah. were just flying. Oh, okay. That well, would dispute your claim. I did see two butterfly mate the other day, so oh. that was enjoyable. <laughs> Not more, but it's an asterisk for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, filled with butterflies, cool animals. Highly recommend Captain. Yeah, I, I don't know why I haven't been, considering it's next door, like you said, but I do really need to make it over there, given my fondness for Do you take a bus there? Nature. Uh, we took a car. Especially with COVID stuff. Mm, yeah, hired, right. Just hired a, a private car. Yeah. When Alexa saw the photos on Facebook, she asked if you're an old Vietnamese woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was an outlier in my party. <laughs> uh, so my banter, um, might as well start out the new year on, with an old habit as a uh, TV show um, from a streaming service that's not available in Vietnam. Uh, it's called Station Eleven. So it's, oh, okay. Can I guess what it's about? Oh, yeah. I, oh, I have no idea either. This, gonna, this gonna, is a right. situational comedy about a ragtag group of employees of a train station called Station Eleven because they named the station after numbers. And it's basically their shenanigans of uh, abusing people who are late for their train or you know catching mice on stations and trains and stuff i would watch that but that, that's not oh. not what it's about All right, let me take a guess then <laughs> um it's set in space now at a space station well, space station 11 <laughs> that drifted out of orbit and all the people inside died and so it focuses on the plight of an alcoholic robot that is programmed <laughs> to live forever some of that is actually slightly related. Uh, Isn't it just that George Clooney movie? <laughs> oh, Gravity? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen that. Okay. Well, it's not an alcoholic robot. Anyway, we're <laughs> off track here. But no, it's based on a 2014 novel by Emily St. John Mandel, which has been on my Kindle for years, but I haven't oh, read it. Oh, Emily. I know her. Um, it's, so it's a pandemic story, which th- so they started filming the show before the pandemic started and then had to shut down when it started. So it's like... I mean, it, straight up, it's about a pandemic, so maybe that's not everyone's cup of tea, but I will say, so it's post-apocalyptic, but it's not, I mean, there are grim scenes, but it's not like Walking Dead or something like that, where it's just like depressing and everything sucks. There's a lot of humor and joy. Um, and it starts in, the first episode is the most like pandemic heavy, because it's set in Chicago, like as this mutated flu hits that kills like 98% of humanity. Um <laughs> And then it kind of jumps between that until like 20 years in the future with some of the characters. Some of the characters in 20 years in the future are part of this like roving troupe of actors who who like go around like Michigan just performing like Hamlet and Shakespeare and other classic plays um, in all the towns they reach. Oh, there's no like phones or anything, obviously. Um, nine out of 10 episodes have aired so far. And it's just like, it's a beautiful show. Um, like it's emotional, funny, 
uh, grim at times, given the subject matter, but I highly recommend it. The acting is really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's beautifully shot and scored and all of that. Um, and it's like immediately become one of my favorite current shows. So yeah, Station Eleven. And I look forward to reading the book after the show finishes because I've heard there's a lot of differences. But yeah, check it out if that sounds interesting to you. Oh, sorry. And there is also... The name comes from a, like a fictional comic book that one of the character writes called Station Eleven, that is about a spaceman stuck in space. Oh, uh, you got you got that <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but that's kind of like a tangential part of the show. But there is some a, a tiny space angle. Even if you were living under a rock, you could probably tell that 2021 was, for the most part, a no good, very rotten year. Uh, you know, sorts of climate like natural disasters all around the, the world, political crises left and right, and uh, the pandemic. Um, maybe there were some good parts. Maybe. I don't know. You know, everyone had their own experience. Um, but we're going to rate the year that was on our usual um, We Rate Stuff metrics of deliciousness, billability, and would you miss it? Um, so I'll just go ahead and open up the floor for any initial thoughts on uh, last year. It sucks. <laughs> Move on. Next, next segment. <laughs> Zeros across the board. Yep, zero. Uh, for me, it's kind of a mixed bag of a year because I think the first half was relatively okay for me and the country as a whole. Mm. Yeah, uh, when I think we all kind of collectively when we were thinking back on this. When we think of the year, we really just think of like May through October, which was the height of the lockdowns and pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it was fairly normal before that, so it wasn't really anything memorable. Mm. Um, though I did get COVID in August, uh, which was during the height of the pandemic, well, epidemic in Saigon. Uh, it wasn't fun because basically people were literally dying in the streets uh, and like at hospitals and stuff. So major point deductions for 2021 there. Um, but after that and a little bit before that in May and June as well, I feel like everybody in the city and also in Vietnam in general really seriously started to adapt to the lockdown because the serious lockdown only happened then mm. uh, last year was like one month it's basically basically like a vacation for us yeah uh, but this year was oh, 2020 really tough oh the, the year before yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> um, tough. Uh, but like working from home and then cooking your own food and you know like washing your own clothes and like talking to yourself because uh no one can go out none of the shop was open supermarket was even closed at one point mm. uh so even getting grocery was tough and i think for me i also managed to kick some of the bad uh, habits that i've accrued over the years like staying up super late just grab on my phone for no mm. reason i i curbed that uh thankfully and also because for the most part of our lockdown, my air conditioner broke down and we couldn't oh, order a, a repair or anything. So I also learned to live without aircon as as privileged at that sentence as sound. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was OK. Like, you know, uh, I also had COVID. So like it was recommended for mm. you to just ventilate your house in general um and also gain some bad habits uh because I, I can speak for a lot for all of us here when when i say that productivity really took a dip yeah i remember thinking when in 2020 when like the rest of the world was on these various lockdowns and stuff being like i'd be fine with lockdown i'd get so <laughs> much done like i'd read so much more and mm. study vietnamese so much more and get so much more writing done no, no, yeah. definitely not. Yeah, I, I, I think like on paper, it, it's obvious. You know, you have so much time by yourself. You don't have to commute. You don't have to uh, 
uh, go to parties or like people's social obligation, yeah. you know, so you had more time. But the weight of just surviving, I think, was really tough. And well, I mean, also, but I mean, also to replace some of that time that might have been freed up by not having to do social stuff because it was like literally how are we going to get groceries and uh, you know cooking is more time consuming and obviously we're all glued to the news constantly as well that's unhelpful as well yeah. at times um and one of the civil linings that i can think of for me personally is no one in my immediate family or in my s- circle of friends passed away due to covid so mm. that was a huge plus mm. uh but i a few people and vendors on my street passed away and those are people that i kind of know uh and they know me Mm. well as much as they know me from my order of noodles uh but they recognize me and to hear they passed away it's kind of rough Mm. Uh, but i recently noticed that their uh, her husband and children uh actually took over the stall so it's still going okay um it's not gone forever but you know if i go there i don't see her familiar face anymore Mm. and it's kind of very depressing to think about um but another plus side for me is we got a new kitten just right before Mm -hmm. uh lockdown so it has been a good distraction i want to say um because a kitten is a handful yeah. it needs constant attention it poops everywhere <laughs> jumps over things mm. breaks things so you have to clean up things all day um but it was good to have a, a, an additional source of distraction and mental support mm. i guess uh from an, a cute little animal yeah, yeah. lockdown pets cuz i guess all three of us here had lockdown animals yeah, oh, I mean, have? I mean, no new ones for me, but yeah, the usual guys. <laughs> I had the birds. Ah, so right, right, right. For our listeners, I, uh, my uh, two housemates, but they both went, uh, went back to America, uh, right before or well before the strict lockdowns were in place, and I was tasked because of timing of things. Um, it wasn't the plan for me to watch the birds, but because of how the city shut down, I couldn't pass them on to somebody more responsible <laughs> which would be pretty much anybody when it comes to animal care <laughs> if you think about my record just yeah for um, background paul did once a bird just flew out yeah right? i was i had a bird for a week um a cat also unfortunately well that away. wasn't your fault no um <laughs> i didn't think these birds were going to make it now that they've survived and once we reopened i was able to bring them somebody who would take better care but uh, now that that's successful, I can admit that I thought those birds had no chance in hell, <laughs> but, but they were a good distraction. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So overall, I would rate Deliciousness for 2021 on 5 upon 9. Uh, one caveat is I did learn to cook. Mm. Uh, because I had, you know, we had so much time at home. So that was delicious because thanks to thanks to me so five upon nine <laughs> billability two upon nine maybe mm. um certain imagery is very recognizable and iconic i want to say uh you know like front leg workers in their ppe and uh Empty just the sight and sound of the city mm. during such a time was also very memorable so one point for each of that, I guess. Uh, but the rest of this, I would love to forget all of those imagery <laughs> as soon as possible. And would I miss it? Um, like how I miss an abusive ex, maybe? <laughs> like, you know, um, after you've gone through it, you can look at it and kind of like, oh, that was spirit of growth mm-hmm. for me. You know, it was terrible, but I learned something mm. about myself and relationship. Um, but like while you're at it, you're miserable and you just want to get out as soon as possible. Yeah. So yeah. That's a good analogy for, for the... It is. Yeah, yeah. I know, Paul, I mean, what, what, let's get towards your ratings or thoughts. Um, I know we had some, the birds are yeah, important. Yeah, the birds. Similarly, I guess, since we're talking distractions, I got to watch a baby giraffe. Group. Oh, yeah. That was probably my... From highlight. afar. 
not a, not in it. Not a to clarify, not in his apartment. No. Well, that would have well that would have been entertaining. That would have been. I would have definitely had my hand folded with that one. Sitcom idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be. Man grows giraffe from scratch during lockdown. Um, I guess. Yeah, I kind of already talked about productivity or not productivity. Um, I will say. Again, I also was very lucky. Nobody in my immediate family or friends um, was significantly health affected. Mm. Um, and in some ways, I would say it brought me closer with some people, especially like my family back home. And I guess this technically started the year before when they were on lockdown. Mm. But because they were bored and going out of their minds, started doing like weekly family Zoom chats. Mm. And those continued. And then... When I was on lockdown, sometimes I just like call my dad up and randomly be like, "I'm quite bored. Mm. Let's chit chat." And um, so it was pretty nice. And, and friends nice. here and stuff, knowing you're all in this situation, I think yeah. had more conversations than we normally would. Similarly, um, with my neighbors, kind of good and bad, I found out about the um, the chat network oh. of food things. Oh yeah, yeah. People sold the most bizarre things in out of their apartment homes. Uh, so that was a source of great whimsy and they were really nice. I bought bread once and then ever since that first time the lady would always message me and say, Hey, I got some really good fresh bread. Would you like some? And oh, nice. she'd give me free vegetables along with it sometimes. Um, my neighbors also became a bunch of busybodies and tried to oh, yeah. and try, tried accused me when, Yeah, accused me of leaving my apartment when I wasn't allowed to, which I didn't do, but so that um so anyway, so if I had to <laughs> to think about ratings for the year as a whole, um, deliciousness, I guess this is one of the other big pluses for me was I cooked. Mm. I learned how to cook. I, and I had some fun with some experimentations. Shout out to Rick Ellis of Toy Tray for oh introducing God. me to the <laughs> one pot Rick system of just throwing a bunch of shit in a pot and letting them go. Um, just let them simmer away into a witch brew. Yep, yeah. yeah. And taste it and then make guesses as to what you could add to it. Um, That's nice. Yeah, it was, it was fun. And I, <laughs> so I was probably healthier minus the exercise part. But the eating part, I probably ate a lot healthier. Mm. Um, so for de- deliciousness, I'm going to give it a 7.3. It would be higher. 7.3. Wow. It would okay. be higher. But unfortunately, after the... We lost a lot of restaurants in the city this year. Oh, yeah, you know, that's true. Most of my favorites returned in mm-hmm. kind of like my local area, but we also lost some really good ones. And so that damaged the deliciousness of mm-hmm. the year. For billability, I'm going to kind of just echo what Koi said. And I don't really know exactly what you put on the back of a bill. I mean, an empty street, people in hazmat suits sticking <laughs> stuff up my nose. Like, <laughs> that's terrible money. <laughs> terrible money design. I'm going to go... Point one. Um, no, just put like that little Q-tip. Oh, that, that's what. Yeah, that's what the, the that. little test Q-tip. Yep, just, the test Q's. Just running the length of the yep. bill. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah. Point seven. Point seven <laughs> out of nine. That's a good idea. And for would I miss it? Um, no. No, definitely I would not. Um, but some good things happened before and after lockdown. Um, the city's public bike system is up and running. Mm. That's working. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it was a tough year for the city and the world, but I think made it through. So I'm going to go 1.6 out of nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we've mostly been focusing on Vietnam, which makes sense. Obviously. I mean, on the global scale, a lot happened that was bad that I don't think we <laughs> need to address. Um, <laughs> I mean, kind of, I mean, you guys touched on it personally a bit and I mean, personally for me, like I'm privileged, like we made it through lockdown without having to worry about like actually having to worry about food very much. You know, obviously days were stressful, but it was never like, you know, we're actually going to run out both me and my partner were able to work through it and actually at sometimes had even more work than I anticipated, um, which, you know, did some work I'm pretty proud of last year. And I think second year, like we launched, you know, our new series is. Oh yeah, I guess um, we could talk about natural selection <laughs> as and, a company. How it was for <laughs> an us for anthology, the... uh, which and a couple others I'm not naming, but those those have been pretty well received, and I think everyone's excited to work on them. And 
I think as like as a company, we, you know, digital media, it's pretty easy to like do stuff remotely. So that was kind of almost ideally suited for that. Um, I mean, a lot of us are still not in the office with any frequency or anything. Yeah. And the, I mean, I, I will say, I guess this is kind of moving towards, will I miss it? But like, I'm not saying I want lockdown back. Like that would be psychopathic, but like, there are some routines that I kind of miss. Like we, our partner like exercised at home almost every almost every day like some friends of ours were doing like zoom workout classes that we would do which was nice which once we got back to normal work that's gone out the window um cooked a lot like cooked some stuff that like like duck and like really nice steak that i like hadn't cooked before um so that was nice um you know touching on some of the stuff you guys have already talked about yeah i mean again similarly i don't really remember anything before may uh, when it was kind of normal, you know, we took a tech trip and that was about it. But otherwise, like you could, we could do whatever we wanted in the city. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm fumbling with words here, but <laughs> you guys covered a lot emotional. of ground already. <laughs> um, so I mean, for deliciousness, I'll just go right to my ratings. Um, I'd probably say like five or six out of nine. Cause like I said, we cooked a lot, some good stuff at home. And I mean, once course that's gone out the window again because now it's back to work and it's easier to order again and of course then once delivery resumed it was just like a bonanza of like <laughs> what we're ordering from everywhere because uh, yeah. like some some restaurants that normally didn't do delivery were offering it because they weren't allowed to open in person so that was that was fun and also just nice to like support businesses so yeah i think now I'll bump it up to six out of nine Billability, obviously a landmark year, but not something you want to honor with a bill. No. Um, Commemorate. Yeah. No. There's going to be no commemorative coins. No, no. So I'm going to say zero out of nine. Uh, obviously, like, you know, a year that will never be forgotten in human history, but we don't need it on a, a bill. Um, now, will I miss it? If I go too high, I'm going to feel crazy. So I think I'll just say, like, I miss some of those routines I mentioned, but obviously I'm glad it's over. Hope 2022 is better. Who the hell knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let, well, uh, let's just all keep an eye on that and not hope too much. <laughs> it has helped. I will say in general, it's helped kind of expectations, but also planning things. I mean, at this point, can't plan too far ahead. Yeah. So. No, no, no. Yeah, I've like we've kind of given up on even talk like every now and then we'll be like, hope we can go to the U.S. at some point. But it's not like active planning or anything because there's just so many unknowns. Um, yeah. So that was what do we need to run through the ratings again i mean we we're all kind of similar deliciousness yeah. decent billability zero basically yeah very low and we're not very i don't low. think anybody's gonna miss do you think there's anybody who's gonna miss 2021 i'm sure there's some people that like will look back and had some really great thing i mean i'm sure there's people that you know found the love of their life in the year or mm. people yeah. that uh you think jeff you know, Bezos will miss business. 2021 who? Well, he Jeff did. Bezos. He did go to space. <laughs> he went to so space. Yeah, he probably right. Will. He'll got prove, even yeah. more absurdly rich. <laughs> yeah, some like people had massively successful books or albums mm. or movies. I I think it if if anybody were, were to miss the year, it would have to be something really serendipitous. Like yeah. they yeah. just chanced upon this new passion, or fell up ex- unexpectedly or something it's, n- it's not gonna be something like oh i've worked so hard for something this year and it paid off and i'm gonna miss yeah. the year so much because that not not a lot of those kind of things happened yeah. this year no. last year so speaking of years, uh, we're now kind of in the weird liminal space between January 1st, the uh, Gregori- Gregorian calendar new year and the lunar new year, which um, is February 1st this year and approaching very quickly, yep. qu- pretty early. So I, I think we're probably in a similar boat here where it's always a little hard, or for me at least, it's hard to feel very motivated during this period because we're coming off the huge Western holiday or whatever, not Western, but Christmas and New Year holidays and then you know ted is looming and vietnam will start slowing down quite shortly um but this also brought up i think this was koi's idea but uh you know kind of comparing these two new years do you have a preference now among the three of us we have very different backgrounds obviously koi is you're from here so you grew up with ted um 
Paul, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think I knew what Tet was when I moved here. Um, I knew... Paul grew up with Tet. <laughs> Did not grow up with Tet. commonly that. celebrated in Wisconsin. I knew New- Lunar New Year was... <laughs> The bigger holiday or the biggest holiday. Yeah. I didn't know, like I had heard I the name. Like I'm sure we both like heard the because there's the Tet Offensive during the war, which I had yeah. heard obviously learned about in uh, school. But I don't even think it was ever mentioned that like it's a holiday. It was just like some strange name that you didn't know. Yeah. Um. So but obviously we've both it's I assume it's become a bit of an adoptive holiday for us. Um. But I mean, what have you, Paul, how, what does it mean to you now? Or do you have a preference? Between so, the yeah, two? when I was trying to debate or answer the question of this or that, um, at first I thought it was going to be an obvious answer because just the relatively massive disparity between the two in importance. New Year holiday and associated New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's a day. You get a day off from work or school, whatever, and you kind of just move on. Tet is the holiday mm-hmm. of the year. So at first I thought, well, obviously, like the holiday, I'm going to prefer. Bigger is better. Um, but I decided to look at it from a few criteria I mm. came up with. That's okay. nice. So <laughs> the first one I thought about was associated foods. What are the foods associated with each holiday and which do I prefer? Um, we briefly talked about this in the office because I was trying to get some of other coworkers' input about what are the foods associated with New Year's? And I guess I can only speak from uh, American background. Other countries might have a different answer to that. But in America, um, there aren't really any specific foods. Champagne and then... <laughs> isn't there like a... Uh, maybe it's a regional thing, but isn't there something like black-eyed peas and cabbage or something on New Year's Day? Oh. Which I know is not a hugely appealing list of ingredients. <laughs> but that's, cabbages. Um, I think that's am, I, am I making that up? It, continue well, while not in my region. Continue while but, I Google um, this. So just like snacky things, because if you have like a New Year's Eve party or the next day, you're like sitting around with family and visiting. So you have like, you know, snacks, dips. Yeah. mostly drinks. I feel like. Yeah, well, I do like drinks. Um, for Tat, obviously, food is one of the major elements, and I'll be honest. Tet food is probably my least favorite of all Vietnamese yeah. food. I know that's, an, I don't mean uh, that in an insulting way because I love Vietnamese food in general. Sorry, um, can I just cut in briefly? So it's a it's a Southern U.S. like African American tradition actually, which uh, makes sense. Okay. Why. Uh, okay. Not I'm not African American. from a from New Orleans. It. So. Uh, so yeah, it's, many people make it a point to dine on black eyed peas and collard greens on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, particularly in the Southern U.S. Huh. So. Never Sorry, I interrupted you. But mm-hmm. so Tet's not your um, so Tet Vietnamese. food. No, I, there's really not that much of the traditional foods that I really enjoy mm-hmm. much, especially compared to other things. So like, if you ask me, like, oh, we can have banjung or we can have like goi kun or something. I'm going with goi kun every single time. So it's just I don't like the food for Tet. Yeah, I don't like banjung that much either. Another criteria. So for that, I, I guess I prefer New Year's Eve because you just eat whatever you want. And drink a lot. Um, <laughs> costs associated with the specific holidays. I think New Year's in America, there's some minor costs associated. If you go like out, it's like an expensive night out. But yeah, for, depends on how many fireworks you buy. Yeah, and whether you buy those tacky glasses with the numbers on them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and for Tat, obviously. People save up for months for Tet as as adults. Um, people save up for months, and it can be a really expensive holiday. If you're an yeah. adult, if you're a kid, you get free food. Or, I mean, yeah. free money. Everything's free. Yeah, everything's <laughs> <Okay>. free. <laughs> and um, you get new clothes. Yep. If you're an adult, you're buying the new clothes, and you're buying the Tet decorations and all the food and giving out the lucky money. So it can be... Ingredients to make uh, preserved things. Oh, yeah. Jams. Yep. Um, so Tet obviously is a lot more expensive than New Year's, um, for entertainment and media surrounding each holiday. So we've talked before about kind of like the traditional Tet movie and how these kind of sappy coming home, heartwarming family movies come out here. It's like our equivalent of the Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. Um... In the West, we don't really have, that's not, we don't have a genre, or we have Christmas movies, we don't have New Year's movies. We do, however, have 
New Year's football. And so on football day, there are about 20 different football games being played around the country. So you can watch football for like 20 hours straight. And that's, yeah. that's delightful. Um, are there any other Tet entertainment? Like, is it Tet songs? Is that a th- uh, songs? Um, if you watch TV, they usually like reruns uh, old series on the Tet days. Uh, because uh, I guess uh, some of the people at the TV station also take Ted off, so they just rerun series. Uh, and like on the eve of Lunar New Year, they would also air like special uh, comedy mm. to like they air like I think for three hours. Uh, but like a variety lead, comedy lead, show. Yeah, leading up until the moment. Uh, I guess they do that for New Year's too, don't they? They've got like. I don't know Mariah Carey or somebody. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. Um, and I get, well, music is a big thing because there's a large library of Ted theme song that bombard you mm. and your <laughs> and your mornings and nights uh, of people, but people don't sing them; mm. they just play them a lot, gotcha. just you know to get the spirit yeah. in the air or something. The one other thing I thought about as it relates to this kind of, and this is like media, but I always look forward to Western New Year because of all the top whatever lists. <laughs> like it is the time of year where you get to, you know, read and debate and think about the top 10 albums of the year, the top 10, you know, corporate mistakes of the year. <laughs> I, I find a strange list. <laughs> yeah, but now you want to read it, don't you? Uh. You know, the top 10 NFTs of the year. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that one. Top but. 10 annoying things Elon yeah. Musk said to yeah. um, I just, I really enjoy those. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, props to the Saigoneer ones, too. We did our music one yeah. and article one. Those are always really fun to put together, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and going along with this, one of my second to last criteria was kind of effects on daily life surrounding the holiday. Mm. And in the West, for sure, because it's New Year's and also Christmas and the holidays, blah, blah, blah. It wreaks havoc, like new TV shows, new podcasts, all take a pause. They all go off or whatever. People <laughs> yeah, I hate it when my podcast feed goes dark for like a week. I'm like, where, where is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> um, and here, and then people get off work or whatever. Here, it's way more pronounced, though, for Tet, right? Like, things just shut down for a long period of time. So if you're trying to get, like, paperwork done or getting, like, a lot of business stuff, like if you're trying to get somebody to pay for something and they don't do it before, like, the week before Tet, you're, okay, then it's not going to happen for a few weeks. Then. Yeah, yeah. So it can be disruptive or freeing. If I owed people a lot of money, I'd be getting really excited right about now because yeah. I'd be <laughs> or, or almost free. Or if you free. work at places where you have to, like, stamp people's paper every day, <laughs> and you just you can just kind of, like, relax your hands and wrist yeah. and not have to deal with, like, the sour rat face of people wanting favor from you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And my last one would be kind of chores and preparation for the holiday. Because that's a big part of Tat, obviously, is like cleaning your entire house, which I guess I don't really have to do really. You don't have a house? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But will you have to do a lot of chores? Fairly. Uh, So usually we would like remove all the curtains and wash them. Ah. And then uh, some years we repaint the house, but, but that, you know, like just coordinating people from elsewhere. Uh, but like cleaning the all surfaces of the house and also uh, gutting the fridge and the wardrobe and the cupboard and clean out things that expired or went bad or doesn't fit anymore and throw them away. So yeah, there are a fair number of tasks to be done for Ted, depending on how fastidious your family mm, is. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, for the Western New Year, there's not really any extra. Yeah. It's yeah. more like a mental thing. <laughs> yeah. Just clean up. Um, so those bad are vibes. Th- 
those are my criteria and kind of how I went through. But I'll, I'll save my mm-hmm. this or that until you guys weigh in. Right, that. right. Well, Coy, you were just talking about some of the chores you might have to do. But what is uh, what's your experience? Uh, so I, I want to say a little bit of background information first. Um, so in relation to this conversation we're having 20 years ago, I felt, I remember this on so, but there was a professor. Um, he was very controversial at the time, t- 2005. He came up with a suggestion that because Vietnam is joining the global economy and we're opening up and things like that, he suggested that we merge the two holidays uh, Luna New Year and Gregorian New Year into mm. one, and just to have one on the beginning of the actual year, not Luna New Year, mm. because it was so it was kind of like a big thing, contentious. People were fighting, um, <laughs> and it people people fought again in in 2013 when he resurfaced and posted on <laughs> the internet. <laughs> He's like cicadas. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, again, people fought and uh, both sides are very passionate about yeah. things because so a lot of the pro arguments are centered around eco- the economy uh. because th- there's a thing where like, you know, if you interact b- with, if you do business between say a European company and a Vietnamese company, then uh, there will be a period in February or something where you can un- have work at all yeah. because everyone is in holiday mood yeah. and nothing is done. And I imagine and there are like German companies or whatever. They're like, you know, using IT team here mm-hmm. and they have to be like, wait, you're taking two weeks off for what now? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Basically. And people are saying uh, like, oh, because we're in, we're participating in things now. So you, we should think about, efficiency you should we should think about how to make vietnam a more productive place because of that so and ted is not productive yeah that's their argument uh Uh, and a lot of the people also comes in to kind of like lament how how like paul said of how the financial burden of ted is major Mm. depending on uh where you are but for if you are a company then you have to like have ted gifts you have to uh, give bonuses. You have to like prepare little baskets of cookies and raisins for your clients or whatnot. Uh, and if you are a, a breadwinner in a family, then you also have the burden of buying all these stuff, arranging all of these cleaning services, um, preparing food and everything. So I, I don't know if this is the the consequences of being in such a pressure society. Mm. Uh, I'm, I think when we were poorer, Ted was simpler. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could have been just surrounding the people and traditions and making simple little things from things you can find in your garden or whatnot. You know, like if you have coconut tree, then okay, you can make candy coconut from that. Mm. But now you have to buy and all those stuff. Um, which I get, I think I really understand the the burden of Ted the more I grow up. Uh, because as a child, it was number one holiday of the year because mm. you don't have school, <laughs> you get free money, yeah. you can eat all of the sugary stuff and drink all of the soda pop that you want. Uh, and also you meet up with your little buddies from... Uh, out of families you like play board games mm-hmm. all days and night so it's very enjoyable as a kid and i still think that ted is still um very much a, a young people's holiday mm-hmm. which is a good thing to do uh but as an adult it's you don't have work but you also have to face a lot of the people that you might not necessarily want to be uh encountering for an extended period of time uh and you have to if you don't have a stable financial resources and income it's very stressful Mm. 
Um, and I don't even know what to talk about in terms of the other New Year <laughs> because it's not a cultural thing at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, though it's, I think for our generation, for me, it's it's nice because it's arbitrary in a way because the passage of time is constant and doesn't mm. have any of those little landmark. Uh, but it's it's nice to have like a moment where you can like reset yourself or your direction in life or things mm. like that. While Ted is very much culturally just a holiday and a period for rest. It doesn't have that uh, that connotation and that association with the changing of the number of the year. Um, so I think they both have their function, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my pick is fairly, fairly obvious. Wait, save it. Save it for... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... I think my pick will become obvious fairly quickly, although I'm going last, so I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, <clears throat> I mean, again, as I said at the beginning, coming here, I do. I, I can't. Even, it was a while ago. I can't remember if I even knew what Ted was. Um, obviously, learned fairly quickly. But over the years, I've become really fond of it. Um, but also, kind of from a, the granted privileged position of being a foreigner. So, Koi, you talked a lot about the financial obligations. Family obligations, I have none of that. Um, I have mm. no family here. Obviously, <laughs> family in the U.S. doesn't celebrate it. So I don't have to do any of that. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes we have taken advantage of the time off to, like, clear out a closet or do, like, a deep clean of the house or something like that. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have to visit anybody. I don't have to give anybody money. There's no, like, this day of the holiday, you do this thing. Um, none of that. Um so basically it's just like a week off where I don't have any obligations. I mean, some obviously, but not like holiday related, which is nice. Um, I've come to really enjoy it. Like the prep I like, not me doing prep, but like when the flower boats start coming into the city and flowers get put out in front of yeah. all the houses. The harbingers of Ted is nicer than Ted. <laughs> yeah. So all of that, I really, I really like, like, it's just like so colorful and it has, I mean, it's obviously as with anything has gotten busy busier in some ways and like more commercialized as you know with other as with other holidays in other countries um doesn't bother me as much because it's not a traditional holiday for me um whereas new year's western new year or gregorian new year for me is always kind of a letdown after christmas which i really i really enjoy christmas for non-religious reasons but like that's my favorite holiday to celebrate um and then you get to new year's and it's just like I mean, quite, I know for a lot of people it is like a reset and obviously it does start a new year, but I kind of view it as just like, it's just another, another day after another day. Yeah, and the that's same, exactly how I feel. Same too. stuff keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Problems don't disappear. Opportunities continue. It's not all negative. Um, then the night itself, like, I mean, staying up for, t- until midnight for me is a chore at this point or beyond midnight is a chore. And uh, it, most years it just kind of brings up my social anxiety. Cause it's like, I know I'm going to have to go to some party out of social obligations and it's probably not going to be a ton of fun. Cause it's going to be like a million people and expensive. Um, so I think you can go to guess which direction my choice is going in. Um, but yeah, I, I've come to really, again, with the privilege of not having to like be burdened by any of the traditional Tet obligations. I mean, it, it'd be like, I guess maybe you quite you being in America and enjoying Christmas without having to do anything with, buy gifts and see your family and all that stuff. Not that that's, I like seeing my family, but you know, it can be stressful. I'd expect Corey to get me a Christmas present. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, did get you a Christmas present. Actually. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, but I, as an adopted holiday for me, I really enjoy Ted. I mean, it's selfishly because it's just like you get a week off and usually you can go somewhere and that's kind of it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So that's my choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also going Ted. Um, yeah, yeah. For uh, even even for kind of all the reasons said, but I will say, Koi, um, making that even stronger. It's interesting that debate of combining like moving, essentially moving yeah. to, to coincide with yeah. the Western. Um, I think the idea is to uh, reduce the Ted of the duration of Ted to one or two days, right, and then move the the days the excess day and merge it with Christmas and new year. Mm. So it, it, they wanted to do like Christmas 
until New Year, and then maybe two days for Ted. Yeah, that's pretty much it. A bit Anglo-centric. I think we yeah. should go the opposite direction. I think <laughs> countries that don't follow the lunar calendar should start following the lunar calendar <laughs> and celebrate Lunar New Year. Mm. More, just more holidays, more time <laughs> off. Yeah, and then may, maybe we'll get like Diwali here as yeah, well. Yeah, let's do it. Every yeah. country can celebrate every holiday. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> we should, okay, that's a good idea. We should get representatives from all the countries to meet at like the UN and all the countries that aren't allowed at the UN. There's some, right, that are... Huh? Are there countries that aren't allowed in the UN? Well, Taiwan. Well, they'd be there. I don't... Well, they celebrate <laughs> Lunar Year. But anyways, <laughs> side the point. Everybody presents their holidays and we... They draw them on the calendar one by one, and then we just celebrate them all. Oh, you know who's we need is Cambodia. They have so many holidays. It's crazy. I yep. think it's like double or triple. Oh, I think that Ted is here. in March or April or something. Good. Put it on. Yeah, put <laughs> it on the calendar. <laughs> so, I, I like this. Every month is like half off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With a bunch of fun celebrations. Uh, so me and Paul, was Ted, Coy, did you, well, did you make your pick? Uh. Oh, I think I have to pick Ted. <laughs> no, because like I don't have anything against the other one. Mm. It's just like it doesn't make an impression in my life at all. Yeah. Compared to the other, uh, the other, I, I, I feel like the there are negatives and positive, but still, the positive still edge out the negatives. Mm. Okay, so yeah. unanimous for for Ted. Yep. Sensible, given that we're in another Vietnam. echo chamber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there there were some good pros and cons to that one. It wasn't just like a across the board. Yeah. We didn't we didn't just like sing Ted's song and Milo's <laughs> I think chant. Well, I have one suggestion for Tet though. Uh-huh. They should have sporting events during Tet live sporting events like America or like yeah like America has football. Okay, yeah. live something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I didn't mention this so. One negative, uh, t- negative, belatedly, ne- t- negative for me is all. I agree. The food, Ted food, doesn't uh, yeah. do anything for me. Well, I, I, the thing is, just everything is sugary and carby. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you really... were supposed to be like hunkering down after winter, <laughs> um, so you need like additional fat in your body. Mm. But I guess that's it. Yeah, I, I, not a lot of food that I. I will enjoy for the first maybe two bites and then I have enough. Mm. What's your favorite Tet food? I will have to say either candied coconut okay. or uh, the little watermelon seeds. Mm. Okay. Those are my favorite. Gotcha. I also like sunflower seeds too, but that's not a specific Tet thing. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, Ted comes out the winner. Uh, and that's it for this week's show. Uh, first one of 2022. Looking forward to what we come up with in the future uh i think we should be back next week on our normal schedule until tet as always you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, google stitcher if it still exists I oh it no does idea. it does exist <laughs> that's uh, how my dad listens ah hello bruce <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, re- leave us a review on apple Podcasts as well let us know what you think of the show or get in touch on second year social media channels um yeah and we'll be back next week coy and paul thank you for your banter thank you for listening